Jason Wall's deputy political editor with us this afternoon. Hi, Jason. And what's Nanaya, hus- Nanaya Mahuta's husband been up to now? Yeah, well, we've got um, response to written questions that show that Conservation Minister Poto, Re- Poto Williams revealed that Ka- Ke Awatia got the Department of C- Conservation contract. So that is the department received an invoice for the work that it had done from the firm um, run by Mahuta's husband, William Ormsby, on November 22nd, 27th, 2020. Now, you remember that name and a number of contracts from um, previous stories that we've run in the past and more on those later. Now, according to Conservation, Ke Awatia Services undertook a preliminary work on the development of a strategy on how DOC could engage effectively with Rangatahi. So pretty vague in terms of what this contract is, but essentially that is um, $11,000 on how the Department of Conservation can, can better work with young people. Now, it's worth noting at this stage, and this is the response from Mahuta's office as well, that she had no involvement with the Department of Conservation, so the decisions around contracts and who would get them isn't actually up to her. But we have seen this saga involving OMSB's company um, evolve somewhat over the last couple of months. We saw $73,000 from Kayanga Aura for facilitation services for Hui and Workshop, $28,000 for suicide prevention work. We've seen three of Mahuta's family members appointed to a five-person advisory group to research Maori frameworks on waste management. Those appointments, by the way, are being looked at by the Ministry for the Environment. And then today's news of the new $11,000. Now, Mahuta and the Prime Minister have always maintained that these contracts were done by the book and all conflicts were managed and all perceived conflicts were managed appropriately. But, you know, it can be argued that looking at these contracts um, coming out time after time and kind of being drip-fed out like this, it's not the best look for the minister. And the more that this happens, the more contracts that come out, depending on how many there might be, the worse it might get. Now, let me get this right. Okay, so as far as I'm aware, we have now four different government departments that have, have used his business. This is the Department of Conservation, Ministry for the Environment, Kainga Order and Māori Development. Is that right? Those are the ones that we've seen come out today, yes. Okay, so no suggestion that anything has been done wrong here. The problem is that the perception is starting to get, it doesn't look good, does it? That's exactly the problem here. It's always about the perception, and that's why that's built into the cabinet manual there. Um, that this, you're seeing all of these contracts come out um, and from from basically one firm. And, I mean, it is worth pointing out that, you know, New Zealand is a small country, and this happens from time to time. But when you're a minister and this sort of story keeps rolling on and on and on like this, it's just not a good look. Yeah. The Prime Minister's speech that she's delivered was billed as a, a, a major foreign policy speech. Well, I'm struggling to see what about it makes it major. It feels like much of the same as before. Well, I think it's because she she was a little bit more explicit in her criticism. In the past, she has been a little bit more subtle. And today, when she spoke to the Lowy Institute, it was a lot more explicit at times. She used it to really crack down on the UN, for example. Um, and she could have hardly been more clear when she was talking to the audience this afternoon. Here's what she said about the failings of multilateral institutions because of disjunction. In recent times, there has been no better example of that than the failure of the UN to appropriately respond to the war in Ukraine because of the position taken by Russia in the Security Council. A morally bankrupt position on their part in the wake of a morally bankrupt and illegal war. So calling the UN morally bankrupt essentially is pretty significant. And then she actually took it one step further a few moments later. We must reform the United Nations so that we don't have to rely on individual countries imposing their own autonomous sanctions. We must also resource the International Criminal Court to undertake full investigations and prosecution of the war crimes and crimes against humanity committed in Ukraine. 
Now, New Zealand has always really had this position that you need to reform the UN because it's just not working very well. But it's, it's, just, it's a good reminder for, from Ardern on the international stage, especially in light of what Russia is doing. I mean, look at, look at her argument, for example. And I, for the record, I agree with it. There's little point in having something like a security council in the UN if it, it can, and contains Russia, even though that, that sort of issue has been well dealt with, but it's been mitigated. And it's not just that. China on the Human Rights Council, despite its shocking human rights record. So it's no surprise that she's fed up. Um, she's also actually called on China to do more to end the war um, in the Ukraine. Post-war order and the rules that underpin it have supported China's rise. And as a permanent member of the Security Council, China has a crucial role to play in upholding that order. So all in all, a pretty significant foreign policy speech from the Prime Minister. I would say significant because she was a little bit more pointed than she has been in the mm. past with no, some of her actually, comments. That's actually a fair point that you make there, Jason. Thank you for that. Jason Walls, Deputy Political Editor.